0: Well, good morning everybody. Welcome to church this morning at Global Heart Church. So good to have you tuning in with us wherever you are in the world, be it here in Australia or in Zambia or in Germany. We're so glad to have you with us this morning in our service. And uh, I love it because we get to meet together online. Uh, We can't physically right now be together, but we can be together because of uh, what I love is this day that we live in now, we're able to get online and connect and uh, and really in spirit and in heart, we are together. So wherever you are, both here in Australia or around the world, we welcome you this morning to church. And if you are uh, sitting at home with friends or with family or, you know, who whoever you are with, can I just say a big uh, greeting to them and a big welcome to them as well. If you've never been to Global Heart Church before, we welcome you firstly online. And I hope that in the days to come, that uh, when we're ready to have church again and allowed to have church again, that you'll come and be with us and visit us here in Winton Road in Junlup in Perth in the northern suburbs. We'd love to have you with us, but really want to encourage you that uh, got a great word for you today, and I believe it's a great word for us right now in this season that we're having, which is not just having here in Australia, but all around the world. And uh, I really am hoping and praying that God's going to take this word and anoint it to you and today speak to you in your life. So uh, I hope you're doing okay. We're praying for you, our leadership team's praying for you, our pastors are praying for you, and we're believing for God to be gracing you and helping you and right now supporting you in this season wherever you find yourself. But before I head into the Word, everybody, today, I'd like to just stop and uh, like to just pray for you and pray for everybody who's gathering uh, with you today. And really pray that right now in this season that God is going to be your strength in all that's happening here in uh, the world, in fact, uh, with this situation that's happening. So let's pray together, everybody. So Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you are with us Thank you, Lord, today, and I pray and I declare you got us. You've got everybody who's tuning in right now, be it here in Australia or up in Europe or in Zambia today or in Africa, Lord. Lord, I just declare you've got us, and I pray, Father, for every friend and relative, new person who's tuning in here in Perth today, Father, or anywhere else. Lord, I just declare you got them, and I pray, Father, you'd help them you'd strengthen them, you'd grace them. Pray for that person, Lord, right now who lost their job. I pray, Father, let there be miracles. Let there be favor. Let there be breakthroughs, God. And Father, I just pray that they're going to get either their job back with a promotion or they're going to get another job. And Father, I pray for businesses. Lord, let them be blessed now. Father, let them be... Prosperous, Father. Pray, Lord, for every business person. Lord, give them creative ideas. Give them wisdom. Help them, God. And I pray, Father, they're going to come out of this stronger in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for every person who doesn't yet know you. I pray today, touch them, Lord. Touch their heart. Open their heart. And Father, let this be the day that they come to know you, Lord. I pray for that. And Father, open their eyes to your great love and that, Lord, you love them so much. You, in fact, love them so much, you sent your only son to die for them. And I pray, pray today, Lord, that, Father, they might come to know you powerfully in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray too, Father, for anybody who's away from you, let today be the day they come home. And, Lord, I just say to them today and declare in Jesus' name, welcome home to anybody who's away from you. And, Father, let them be restored to your goodness, to your grace, and to your amazing plan. I pray that right now, Father, in and through the name of Jesus Christ, and I give you all the thanks and all the praise. In your mighty name, amen, amen. Well, everybody, my message today is coming out of Luke chapter five and uh, I've entitled it, There's Great Power in Your Destiny Partners. I touched on this message uh, a while ago, but really felt I just wanted to bring it today as what I feel is a, it's a really a prophetic word in my spirit right now for your life. And if you're part of Global Heart Church, for our church, but as a reminder in this situation that's happening on the earth that God's got us, but also God's put people around us in this season right now to help us. Can I encourage you? God's put people around you right now that He wants to use to help you, to bless you, to prosper you. And if you're a believer, can I encourage you? God wants to put people around you or has already done it that are gonna help you to fulfill your purpose and your plan that God has for your life. God does have a purpose. God does have a plan. God has a destiny for your life. There's a great destiny, but he never intended for us to do it alone. And I think one of the things right now in the season that we're in in Australia, and as I know around the world, you know, many people are having to stay at home or be in isolation. I've just come out of quarantine after traveling uh, to Zambia. We had to do two weeks quarantine. And uh, now I'm out of that quarantine. And, you know, it's it's a it's a challenging moment. And I realized, too, it's challenging because, uh, you know, basically, uh, Jordy and I with Sue were in the house. We weren't seeing anybody for two weeks. And I don't know about you, but I need people. I need people in my life. And it's reminded me again, I'm built for community and I'm built for relationship. But I'm also built to fulfill God's purpose for my life through the outworking of doing it with Other people. And Jesus spells this out very clearly in his word. So let's just read it together now in Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 7. And it says this Luke 5, verse 1 to 7. I'm reading from the NIV. It says, One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets begin to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Well, what a powerful story. In God's Word, where the Bible teaches us right here that the disciples were washing their nets, they were listening to the Word of God, they'd been fishing all night and they'd caught nothing. Isn't that like life sometimes? You're doing your best, you're putting all your effort in, you're putting all your energy in, but nothing seems to be changing. Seems to be no breakthrough. Seems to be a lot of work and a lot of toil, but there seems to be nothing coming back at you. And then the Bible tells us that, Jesus said, throw your nets out again. And uh, sometimes we gotta understand that really what we need to be doing is saying, God, when do I go? How should I do it? What's the timing? And let God lead on it in our lives because when we do it in God's way, in God's will and in God's timing, there is always going to be provision. And right here, the disciples saw God's incredible provision and the Bible tells us that Simon just absolutely fell at Jesus' knees and and realized that his unbelief, he was like, he was ashamed of his unbelief and said, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. And what he was declaring was, I didn't have faith and I didn't trust you when I should have. Can I encourage everybody today? God wants us to trust him. In this season we're in right now, God wants us to trust him. God wants us to believe him. And God wants us to stop in this season and once again take the opportunity to let God speak to us and I want to encourage you today God wants to speak into your life and into your heart clear words in this season let me ask you a question have you ever been disorientated ever been lost in a storm or lost and you couldn't find your way at all and just totally disorientated I remember being in a snowstorm in America a good number of years ago now with Sue and the boys and good friends of ours in the States, and we were totally disorientated in West Virginia and totally lost. We couldn't work out which way was which, what road was what, and that disorientation just ended up building up a whole lot of frustration and a whole lot of stress and and a whole lot of angst and And I think uh, uh, even my boys started to see another side of me. I was like, what's happening here? And I realized that disorientation can be a real problem to our spirit, to our heart, and to our future if we allow it to control us. Unfulfilled expectations will lead to disorientation. And the disciples were having that. They were disorientated. They were believing they should have had a catch, but there was nothing happening even though they'd fished all night. Do you know, uh, right now, there can be confusion in this season. Right now, there can be disorientation. I know there would be a lot of people all over the earth, all over Australia, in Zambia, in Germany, right now feeling disorientated. But you know, I believe that God really has got us. And I want to encourage you today that like the disciples here, sometimes before fruitfulness, there can be a state of just seeming toil seeming disorientation, but in the middle of it, God is with us. And can I just declare, God is in your boat. God is in your life. If you're not yet a Christian, even the fact that you're sitting with that friend or sitting with that relative or your husband or wife's a Christian, but you're not yet, can I encourage you? That they're, they're really a representation of the fact that God is in your boat. God's got his hand on your life, God is with you. So everything might seem like it's been hard work in this season or hard work up to this season, but I really wanna encourage you, give your life to God, give your future to God. And just like here where the disciples were like, oh my gosh, we just have worked so hard and caught nothing. The Bible tells us that when we do it in God's way and in God's timing, as we just read, they ended up with a boatload of fish. In fact, the, the boat was nearly sinking because of the provision that Jesus brought to their life. Everybody, get ready for provision. You're sitting at home, just tell the person near you, get ready for provision. You know, being delayed, which is what the disciples were having that night, they were delayed. Fished all night, no, <laughs> nothing to show, nothing in the nets. Uh, and what they'd actually been doing is now cleaning their nets because nothing had happened, you know, that really speaks to us that delay sometimes is actual preparation for the bigger catch that's coming. If you've got delay happening right now, I want you to think that this is actually preparation for the bigger catch that's coming. God's got something greater. God's got something better for my life. There's a better day coming. There's a better season coming. Because God does have better days. He does have a better season. This season that we're in right now, as I said last week, this too shall pass. We'll come out of this season and here in Australia and around the world, and we will be in a great new season. But when there's delay, when there's frustration, I tend to see now after being a Christian for such a long time that maybe, just maybe, God's working in my character instead, working in my impatience anybody got impatience anybody sitting with you at home around you who has got some impatience in their life oh boy I've had a lot of impatience in my life and I know many times that God has put delay on in order for me to surrender my impatience and let him turn my impatience to trust and now I say Lord thank you God you've got this you've got me And Lord, even in this difficult situation, Lord, even where I'm washing my net, God, in preparation for a great future, in preparation for a great catch, thank you, Lord, that you're working something deeper into my heart and into my character in Jesus' name. You know, Matthew 18, once again, talking about this incredible power in partnership, this incredible power in not being alone and doing things with others. In Matthew 18, it says uh, in verse 19 to 20, says again i say to you that if two believers on earth agree that is if they are of one mind in harmony about anything that they ask within the will of god it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three are gathered in my name meeting together as my followers i am there among them wow once again god's word teaching us the power of agreement and the power of two or three. Right now, the government says two can be together, still having distance between us and uh, and holding that distance apart. But the Bible tells us, in fact, when two or three get together and agree on anything in prayer, and if it's according to God's will, it will be done. So everybody, there's power in our partners, power in our prayer partners. You know, this uh, vessel that we're speaking out of here with Jesus in Luke chapter five, you know, the vessel he's talking from is not a hydrofoil. It's not a hovercraft that I once went on in the UK. It's not a surfboard, which is a one-man gig. It's not a cargo ship just carrying resources and products. In fact, it was a fishing vessel. So Jesus was speaking to us that his plan of purpose is to partner us together in his kingdom. And the main purpose is to catch fish. Not fish in the natural, but spiritual fish, seeing men and women coming into God's kingdom, seeing people be saved. Everybody, let's believe from this season that here, we're going to see a whole multitude of people coming to Christ. That this season, let it be a season that, you know, uh, though it's terrible and people being sick and it's, you know, tragic in so many places in the world, absolutely tragic, let it also be a I I pray, a season that opens people's hearts to God that may open your heart to God and the fact that we're not in control and that we need God. You know, sometimes God allows difficult nights and he doesn't send them, but he'll allow it to develop perseverance and gratefulness. And then the disciples that night, God was trying to get within them a development of perseverance, a development of gratefulness in the fact that Jesus was with them. He was there with them, and he was able to bring about the provision and the fish that they were, they were believing for. You know, uh, great failure often precedes great success. Great failure often precedes great success. Don't judge your future by what may not be happening right now. Maybe you're in a time of great success. Can I encourage you? Be shouting, be amening, be thanking God. If you've got favor, thank God for it be grateful. Gratefulness is a great key to unlocking even better days ahead in the time to come. But don't be put off because I've seen great failure and then suddenly great success has come around the corner. Just because today is a challenge and difficulty doesn't mean that God can't turn it around in a short time and bring about breakthrough and blessing. What I have learned is learn to praise Him in the storm learn to bless him in the challenge, learn to lift him up when it's not all perfect and not going my way. You know, the first thing Jesus was doing in building his church was he was picking out partners for effective production. Jesus was picking out partners for effective production. Did you know, everybody who's watching me right now, God has picked out people for your life to help you be the best you can be and to help you fulfill God's purpose and plan for your life. Often, it's not people that we would choose. That's interesting. Many times we think, well, I would choose this person and I'd choose that person because I like this kind of person. I like that kind of person. But many times, who we think we need is actually not who we need. And so God will choose for our lives people that we need who come in, you know, or different characters and personalities. But God is seeing who you need, not necessarily who you want. And that can be a challenge at times because we get confused thinking, well, I really like them and I really connect there. And then God's here. He's like, yeah, they're good. But that's not your partner for what I've called you to. We need to ask God again, show me, Lord, who you're partnering me with. Who have you put around my life? If you're in Global Heart Church, I'm telling you now, God's put people around you. He'll put people around you uh, in our family here and in our you know, team here. God will put people around you, even in your connect group. But there's people around you to help you to fulfill your part in God's plan. Influential, I'm just seeing some of our business people and some of the people God's brought in there and saved and added. Listen, it's a divine appointment it's supernatural appointments, it's supernatural partnering to fulfill God's great purpose and plan. So God often picks for us and puts around us people who will help us be effective in what God's called us to do, but it's not necessarily everybody who we would choose. Simon, Peter was a fisherman. Fishermen were business people. They did not like tax collectors, let me tell you. In that day, tax collectors were known for ripping off the people. But God was about to partner Simon Peter with Matthew, who was a tax collector. And uh, at that time, he was seen as an enemy of the business people. Yet God knew together they would be highly productive in his kingdom and in his purpose. You know, there's one thing that the enemy fights all the time. If you want to know one of the key things he'll fight in your life, he'll fight in your family, he'll fight in your marriage, he'll fight in the church is unity. But we need to realize that unity is the key to blessing. Psalm 133, where there's unity, the Lord commands the blessing. And I want to encourage everybody, hold to unity because when you are just decided I'm going to partner where God's placed me. I'm going to partner with who He's partnered with me with for effective uh, production. And Lord, I'm going to stay in unity. I'm going to choose unity. And by the way, unity can be costly. It's not a, it's not a little uh, song that we sing that's just got a nice little, you know, kumbaya feel to it. No, it is at times costly where I'm choosing to stay unified for the greater purpose of the kingdom of God. Because we can do so much more together, than on our own. I wanna encourage everybody right now, stay together. I remember being uh, on school excursions as a child and I'd gone a school excursion. I remember hearing the teacher say, stay together now, stay together, everybody. Kids stay together, cross the road together. You know, uh, that stuck with me and I wanna encourage you from my school teacher and from my school days, one of the greatest things you can do is stay together particularly in days of challenge or days of confusion or days of disorientation, stay together. Let's cross this season together. Don't get lost in the moment, everybody. Just watch out for disorientation and say, Lord, help me now to stay together, stay with your purpose, stay with your people, stay with my partners, that I might cross over from this season into what you have for me in the next season don't get lost in the moment and don't get on the fringe everybody you look in uh, the scripture the bible teaches you know the, there's a wolf who comes and he comes to steal the the sheep that's on the fringe the one who's got kind of wayward i want to encourage you to come right back in the center and as we grow together as we spiritually grow together come on the journey Come with us, don't, don't lag behind, but say, you know what? I wanna be hungry for God. I wanna be in God's word. I wanna grow as a believer. I wanna grow as a Christian. And, uh, and as we stay together, listen, we can do so much more together now and in the future than we can on our own. You are important. You're valuable in God's plan. You are so valuable, firstly, to God, but you're also very valuable and what God has planned for us together and for our community here in Jesus' name. When we partner together with who God puts us together with, we are supernaturally productive. I love that. When we partner together, when we stay together with who God has put us together with, we will be supernaturally productive. I remember when we started church here in Perth, I think we started with six or seven people and our three boys. And today, four services later here every weekend, and now we're in Zambia, we're in Germany. And I think, how did that happen? How did it all come about? Well, God had gone before us. He'd already chosen people to be here. He'd chosen people to save here. He chose you, in fact, and brought you to our church. He may have added you to Global Heart Church. Or maybe right now you're sitting on the couch and you're new to the things of God and maybe hearing a message like this for the first time. Can I encourage you behind the scenes? God is at work to bring you into His great purpose and plan. And like I've seen now after our 20 years here in Perth, that God had a plan and through bringing us together, bringing partners in, people who would resource the vision, people who would outwork the vision, I've seen exactly what God has talked about that when we understand there are supernatural partners put together for effective production, when we stay together, when we walk it out, what we can achieve and what already we are achieving, it is supernatural. There's no doubt about it. Listen, everybody, God has called you to be supernaturally productive. Let's get our eyes off the circumstances, let's get our eyes off our disorientation right now, let's focus afresh. Let's use this season, whatever you can do right now to use this season, be it in your family, time with your family, time with your kids. And uh, and don't waste the season. Maybe it's friends in church. Maybe it's friends outside of church in the community. Maybe it's relatives, and you're saying, you know what? I need to just connect with them. I need to sow into their life. Maybe right now you need to be talking to some people. So that once we get out of this season here in Perth and Zambia and Germany, that you say, I got to connect with them so that I can be more supernaturally effective. Everybody, let's stay together. Let's get together. Let's cross the road together and let's walk on to the next season of blessing and favor that God has for us individually and that God has for us as a church. It's been so great having you with me today and with everybody here at church and all of our team who have been working to bring this service to you. So great to have you with us. On behalf of Sue and I, we love you. We appreciate you. We thank God for you. And we're praying God's very best for you. But let me just finish by saying, it is found in effective partnership. You are important in God's plan. What I'd like to do right now Let's pray for you as we finish. But I also want to, just in a moment, pray for people who don't yet know Jesus. Let me first pray for everybody and just pray that God's going to just right now touch you and use this message to bring about effective production in your life in Jesus' name. Father, I just pray for everybody. I just pray, Father, you touch everyone. Everybody who's heard the message today, I pray anoint them, bless them, multiply them, Father, I pray that we'd all see, God, that you've picked out partners for us. We're called to a powerful partnership. And through this partnership, Lord, what we can do together, Lord, the the multiplication, Father, the supernatural multiplication, Father, as we fish, as we do what you've called us to do, in your timing, in your Word, Father, thank you that you're going to do amazing things in families, in lives, in job situations, in businesses right now. And I just pray, Father, for breakthroughs and blessing and favor in the name of Jesus. Lord, let us be orientated. Pray for those who are disorientated. Let that break off now. And I pray for a fresh orientation to stay together and to walk forward, Father, in your purpose and plan. If you're not yet a believer, there's no greater day than the day you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Somebody once said the two best days of your life are number one, the day you're born. And the second best day is the day you find out what for. I'm gonna pray a short prayer, everybody. But really it is a profound prayer because it's got the power to connect you with Jesus Christ. For you today, receive His forgiveness, receive eternal life and start a brand new life with Him. So wherever you're at in lounge rooms, wherever you're tuning in right now, can I encourage you, if that's you and you're saying, yeah, Pastor Dredd, please include me in that prayer. Just pray after me. And, uh, and as you pray after me, and if you're a believer at home too, you can tune in and pray after me as well. Uh, as you do that, I really believe God's gonna hear your prayer today. And I believe that God is gonna come into your life. He's gonna forgive you. And today you're gonna start a brand new life with Him in Jesus' name. So if that's you and you're saying, yeah, I wanna be included in that prayer, pray after me now. Here we go. dear Lord, I come to you now in the name of Jesus and I ask you God, please forgive me of all my sin. Wash me, cleanse me, set me free. I put all my faith, all my hope in your finished work on the cross. Thank you for dying for me. Jesus, help me now to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, congratulations, and God bless you. It's the start of an amazing new life and an amazing new journey. With Jesus, just uh, go to the link below and just uh, click on that, and it'll give you the, the details to fill out and just to acknowledge the fact that today you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Have the best week! Praying for you, believing for you. God is with you. Together, we are doing amazing things. Have the best week. God bless.